Hello, I'm Andrew from RO Video in Wellington, New Zealand, and welcome to episode two of Back to the Disc Player, the RO Video podcast. It's inspired by our Adopt-A-Movie scheme, which enables our film-loving supporters to purchase an exclusive lifelong affiliation with a title in the Arrow Video Library, or an acquisition that we may not have. It's a chance to talk to customers who have a story to tell, and for them to talk about their personal connection to the film or films they've chosen to adopt. Episode 2 is a great chat with Nina and Anton, a very interesting couple who have created the Photon Flux Sci-Fi Bar in Victoria Street. In fact, our video has installed a range of sci-fi DVDs on site at Photon Flux, so they really are one of our business affiliates. They're also responsible for coining the phrase back to the disc player, which we have poached for the podcast, so thanks guys. Anyway, part of the requirement for being a guest on this podcast is that you have to adopt a movie. And Nina and Anton reveal to me in the course of the interview what films they've chosen to adopt. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I certainly did. Thanks to Sven de Strom, who recorded and edited this episode. Welcome to the Aro Video Podcast, uh, Nina and Anton. Thank you. Now, the f- first thing I just want to say is that your, 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 na- your names, uh, Nina Human. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce it? No. <laughs> <laughs> pronounce it for us. Nina Human. Human. Human, yeah. yeah. Think of Human. Human. Human, okay. Yeah. And uh, Anton, you don't get away scot free. Uh, Soonus? Sons. Sons. Yeah. Anton Sons? It never, gets, it never gets pronounced. No, right okay. So I just thought for the record, yeah, we would have you like, say yeah. your surnames. Yeah, I still like to be called Nina Human, though, because Indeed. who else gets to say that? Yeah. And it is your real name? Nina? Mm. No. <laughs> no. It's not. No. no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a stage name. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Human is my real name, but Nina's not. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, th- I thought you, that you were, because we've talked before about your surname, and, um, and you said it was your real name, Human. Yes. So I thought you were talking about your your surname. <laughs> All of a sudden, there was this big reveal. Yes. That um, human is is a stage name, but Nina is a stage name. Nina is right, a stage okay. name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I won't push you any further on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> human is real. Like, I kind of like to be. <laughs> is we're not going to tell the listeners, all three of them. Everything. Yeah, yeah. then right. my mum will phone in and say, hey, real name is. That's right, yeah. exactly. Now, we're in the Photon Flux sci-fi bar for our podcast, so we've come down here. And um, I, I just wanted to say, to start off with, my, uh, talk about my experience of discovering Photon Flux, which was about a year ago. And it was walking home from a restaurant we'd been eating out in Cuba Street or something, and we were coming home, uh, walking home, and there were, it was a drizzly night, and uh, and I stopped by the um, pedestrian crossing across the road, and there was this neon lit vision <laughs> in in the distance or in the middle distance, mm. and uh, in uh, in the drizzle, and it was almost like some something that wasn't real. It was like I've never seen that before. It was this. Kind of um, uh, spaceship landed. Spaceship had landed exactly. Mm. That's right. And so that was, uh, and uh, and I was immediately my curiosity was aroused. What is that? And uh, and then I approached the bar, and then Nina was 
uh, standing behind the counter and um, uh, looking like the uh, captain of the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> the last human alive. There, and um, it, was, it was a dreamlike kind of experience because so much work seemed to have gone into this, into this place and it just suddenly appeared. And so it was very exciting. Um, I don't know if I... Um, I think I just said hello. <laughs> but, you know, I think we'd been out, we'd done our, done our drinking, but it was obvious um, that you'd, you guys, I can't remember if I met Anton that night, but that you'd put a lot of heart and soul and hard work and, and it in fact had a vision for this place. So could you um, tell us a little bit about what was the seed uh, that was planted to, to get to to make it happen. Mm. Well, um, it feels like I've been telling this story a few times, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's the love of uh, photography and art that made us you know, come to a decision where we wanted to do something where we know that art and photography doesn't pay. Like it's a really hard industry to get into. So we thought, well, we should fuse it with something else and we'll pay for it. And so we thought, well, a bar is a really cool idea because um, we've always um, been talking about having a bar at some point in our lives. Hmm. And uh, we, we thought, well, if it's going to be a bar, it needs to be themed. And we felt like it was a massive gap for science fiction. Right. Because everybody else is always doing a Star Wars bar mm-hmm. or something in that sense, you know, always Star Wars. And so we thought, well, what about all these other amazing films? Like, where's the aliens and the Blade Runner? and uh, the Terminators and the Predators. And we thought, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this like this. And we will disguise whatever we're going to do as a bar. But the bar is not the main feature of this place. It's going to be to get people to come together and do art and do the photography, performances. Yeah, it's an art gallery disguised as the bar. So very few people, Mm. it's not actually a bar. It's for, for the general public because that's the only thing that they recognize and is acceptable and I think the one thing that we we underestimated or overestimated, I don't know, is the sci-fi aspect because people are actually intimidate a bit by the sci-fi. Mm. You either love it and you're like, sci-fi, you run to it, or you go, oh, I don't know anything about it, I'm not a geek, I don't want to... So it's that challenge, but what we found is, or what's starting to happen, is becoming that theme space that has got all these interesting things happening, and therefore the arts is not that challenging. Yeah, and so that's um, it's kind of fooling the general public that there you can do art. It's not quite there yet, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was it's, getting there. It's 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 work in progress, and um, as I always say uh, when people ask me, it's like we haven't even really started with this place. Um, we've put the bare minimum down to make it open to the public so people can come and go, oh, mm. wow, mm. so what's happening? And it's, it's evolved. I mean, mm. if you can recall the first time when you came here, mm. how much it has changed in the last year, um, and we're not even close. You said to me recently f- you were about 40% yeah. had created yeah, what, what, you, what you actually have en- envisioned, that's exactly which is hard right. to imagine considering how developed mm. it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it's the walls and it's the bar, but that's the small aspect of it. So mm, now it's right. the art and the creativity, sure. and it's bringing those two worlds <clears throat> together. Yeah. yeah so, so, so Anton, you're you're a photographer. Mm-hmm. 
So the art aspect, when you, when you say art, could we narrow it down a little bit? What kind of art do you mean? Like what, what um, yeah, were, so were you saying you're not making money out of art? Yeah, out of photography is really hard industry to make money. Um, especially in a small place like New Zealand, people don't really want to pay for photography always. And so um, by having art exhibitions, getting other photographers to collab, and even, you know, we are in one of the most creative cities in the world, I think, Wellington. And um, we have to wait our people here. We have um, other great photographers here as well. As a lot of, it's, a, it's a really cool destination for other photographers to come to and do landscape photography. And so always thought about this as, you know, inviting other photographers to come and have a presentation of their art or talk to other people about okay. how they would do photography. Yeah. So that kind of part of the photography aspect. And not so much putting my art up, but also other photographers' art. Right, so yeah. it was a, uh, a gallery curatorial idea mm. that yeah. you had uh, in mind. But yeah. it's a, a different approach to a gallery. Like, we don't want to do the same cookie-cutter style thing. Like, everything in here is meant to be like this, that it should, people should, people should come in here and go, it doesn't look like a gallery space, or it doesn't look like the eatery, or it doesn't look like a bar, you know, because it's different. Mm. And that's the main reason for it. Like, we all can follow this IKEA, Norwegian style, clean cut, environment, anybody can have white walls with a gallery space, but we want to do something different. That's the whole idea. Because yeah. there's different artists mm -hmm. and there's different art. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that vision that I had, you know, of your vision, mm. you know, was um, that point of difference was, um, was pretty obvious. It was like, wow, that's different. And so, Congratulations. Thank you. you know, <laughs> we're, well, we're, far from, we're, we're far from it, but we are getting that kind of feedback. But I say. think, when I think about my own kind of uh, fantasies or endeavours around, you know, doing stuff and making things happen, you know, you guys have achieved something that people dream about. It's kind of a, that's what I feel about this place, is it's... Um, uh, and in some ways it fulfills other people's dreams. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I, if I was going to make a bar, I'd make it exactly like this or something like this. <laughs> cool. yeah. yeah. So the other thing that I really like, you know, just having, you know, worked with you and we've, we've kind of built an alliance between our video and Photon Flux is, um, is that you were saying, Anton, 40% of where you'd really like to be, but, mm. and it's because there is just, the place suggests so many different ideas, just the concept is, is uh, constantly um, throwing up, we could do this, why don't we do that, that, and, um, and that's really exciting. It's, uh, so it's a very inspiring place, oh, and, yeah. which is like what you were saying, you wanted a, a, a gallery space that was inspiring, not just the cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, you can see that from how people, when they get here, I th personally I think there's a muse in this building, because a lot of people come in here and they go, I had writer's block and now I can write, I can sit in the corner and ideas come through. I'm like, yeah, I think there's a muse somewhere <laughs> inspiring people to do stuff. But, um, That's also, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is really yeah. cool. And yeah. so, and also people come in like, oh, I've got, I've made this thing or I've got this thing and there's nowhere else I can put it or there's nowhere else that will accept it. And um, yes, it's mostly sci-fi, but it's because people are thinking 
with what they are doing is something new and it's mm. kind of obscure and obscurity can fit in here is actually welcomed. So the, these are things that might not be necessarily sci-fi related or is it? It's, I think it's, so, it's either futuristic or um, thinking of how things could, have, could be for instance, or it's just something, somebody has built a robot, you know, yeah. or... Or you could guy. say that somebody that is trying to resolve IT problems mm. um, is, is, is in an environment that, that is futuristic, that yes. suggests progress, yes. that suggests um, vision and, and uh, imagination. Yes. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, so it's, exci it's exciting to speak to those people and when they get excited about their own personal projects because it's somebody else out there that is the same yeah, weird than me. I mean, the, the, the biggest reward for us is when people come in here and they just go, I love this place. And, you know, this is, this is all the stuff that I grew up with. This is stuff that I love. And that was the whole idea as well. It's like, welcome into our living room. This is how I would like to live. And this is what I love. This is the films that I love. This is the stuff that I grew up with. It's not to use something to get to, you know, to achieve having a gallery, it's, it's true to our heart, it's, it means something to us. So I think that's the most important part about it, is that's the biggest um, repayment from it, is when people walk in, they go, and they, you can hear them talking about movies all of a sudden, when they sit around in the room, they go, yes, it's working, nice. yeah. spell has worked. People nice. are talking about films, and they're yeah. talking about movies, and, yeah. and that's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They go happy. Mm. Yeah. So I think ap apart from the, the futuristic inspiration, it's also uh, nostalgic, you know, that was what you're talking about. Mm. You know, people recognize uh, the films and there's the shared uh, history that people have over these experiences. Um, and not only that, I think that you're also surrounded by other people's visions that are successful yeah. uh, to one degree or another, whether yeah. they be a crappy B movie or a or a you know an movies, iconic. The B movies you know, is the, is exactly. Yeah, the best. Uh, well, that's right. And and in some ways, that each of these photos in front of us here, these stills uh, from from movies and mm -hmm. and the posters themselves that are, that surround us, and the and the artwork of oh, yeah. uh, moon landings and and you name it, um, they all represent creative endeavor mm. and um, and being outside the norm so it's um, yeah cool shit yeah, yeah that's the way we love it it's kind of a little bit of bravery as well because you're trying to do something that is so different to everybody else mm. my two favorite figurines up there is my two astronauts yeah. to the first two people to be on the moon and so it's kind of you know how brave you have to be to be shot into space I want to be shot into space I think it's quite yeah, but I'll be the 600th person mm -hmm. so okay. I know it's so you, you, you've got Richard Branson on the line you know he's got oh. your number yeah, Elon Musk. Mm. If they need a okay. bartender on that ship, I'm there right. with bells right. on. <laughs> I don't think they'll allow alcohol in space. Yeah. People would go crazy. Yeah. How else are you going to survive? Like, I'm going to open this door and see what's going on. I think it's bullshit. There's air outside. And everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a horror film. But I have to admit, I mean, whenever we have any free time, we always watch sci-fi movies. <laughs> and so, so, so we are geeks in, in certain sense. I mean... Um, we're not the 100% Star Trek geeks or Star Wars geeks, but we love Stargate. all that. And Stargate. And so I, I love watching all those um, shows, but I, I don't watch 
the TV shows, like it's something that I need to do. Mm-hmm. But I do have my go-to movies, and very 99% of things have to be sci-fi films, the ones that makes me happy, mm-hmm. which is... Um, it was a really good cool. theme for you to choose. Yeah. Yes, it's true to my heart. It's yeah. no but lying here. It's funny because it, what you say is quite true, but we picked it because we knew we needed to create an environment and we, the only thing we could pick up that mm. we knew that we knew something about well, and that we would be passionate about and be 100% stand behind is sci-fi. So if it was stuff, like yeah. a, if it was anything else, we kind of would have maybe done it a little bit half-heartedly and we constantly had to warn ourselves and Antoinette to tell me and I had to tell them it's like it's not a theme park it's not a theme mm. park because otherwise you will go overboard so we actually are holding back <laughs> oh definitely so so Anton you, you've built a lot of these props yourself um, 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 with some help with some help and the ideas is mostly from not having any money <laughs> So you look at things and you go, well, I don't have money, so I'm going to try to make something out of something that's lying around so I can use it. Um, I had two other uh, guys that helped me, um, Rips and uh, David Gatfield, two very talented guys, and they helped me to put this together. And then but it's your design, though. It, yes. It's your, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You're the production designer. I am. Yeah. So did you guys, you know, you're a, you're a couple. Mm. And uh, you uh, is is the is the sci-fi part of uh, you know what what was you know when you originally met? Did you bond over sci-fi originally? I well, I'm just curious. I'm like, yeah, definitely. I mean, our we first did movie or first date was definitely a movie, and it was actually Damn Lord it. of the Rings. I was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second one. Damn it! How weird is that? Uh, yeah. yeah. It was meant to be. Do we have sci-fi in common? Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we have the same sci-fi? <coughs> yeah, probably. I would say mostly. Um, there's probably um, only a small handful of films. I love the way you to. answer for her. <laughs> yeah, on, on that we completely so answer the same I'm going to jump and quickly um, diffuse that one. <laughs> <laughs> when I first discovered this place, it was like a spaceship had landed, and uh, and Nina was the first person. I think you might have been. You were closing, and you were the only person in the bar. Yeah. And uh, and you looked like an alien, and, and it was to soon I was to discover that you actually are an alien, and oh, and, 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 yeah. and and so is Anton, yeah. but uh, uh, alien to, to Wellington <laughs> and alien to New Zealand. That's right. I mean, yeah. so uh, I had to ask you where are you from because I couldn't quite discern the accent. Yeah. Um, so whereabouts are you guys from again? Earth, <laughs> uh, which is my favourite answer when people ask. South Africa. Mm-hmm. What, what, why Wellington? What was the first encounter with Wellington? What was um, that, that experience? Mine was a little bit different. Yeah, so you didn't both come to Wellington together? No. No. Okay. No. So, yeah, so Anton moved here because of a work opportunity. Okay. Mm-hmm. IT. And, yeah. And so I had a few things to kind of finish back home, like getting rid of the properties, moving, packing the, packing the containers and stuff. So I came a few months later. Um, the first time when I saw Cuba Street, I was like, Cuba, this is it. This is the city. I love this place. The diversity is fantastic. It's walkable. And then um, I said, you know, well, we, we're, we're moving to Wellington. So uh, Lina was excited. And then she got here and she's like, so many cars here. 
Where's the coconuts? I thought yeah. this was a fucking island. Yeah. Where's this bullshit? I expected an island. I was going to open, I wasn't ready. I was going to open a um, little cafe or a, like a little bar, you know, on the water like they do in cocktails. I was ready for that. Right, cocktail, yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. And so got here, wasn't like that. But um, I, I do find that um, where places like this where the, the weather's really crappy, people are more creative mm -hmm. because you can't just sit outside every day on the beach because the weather won't allow it. So you yeah. have to keep yourself busy, you have to do things. I mean, if it was always sunny, yeah, this place yeah. would be overpopulated because Wellington is a beautiful place. It would be three times more the population here. And people, there'll be more crime, people won't work, mm -hmm. uh, people will be lazy. <laughs> this is a huge mm. assumption, post-apocalyptic uh, assumption. Yeah, I guess it is, but <laughs> I've, I've kind of seen patterns of that. Mm where, you know, when you have that, um, that challenge of weather-related, you know, bad weather, people are a little bit more clear. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a theory. I'm sticking to it. It's, <laughs> no, it's a well-known theory. Um, yeah. Look at those bloody Scandinavian yes, that's, people. That's what Seattle used to say about where the grunge movement came from, because they were a rainy city, and that's where yeah. that became a hub of creativity. So that's another example. But, um, yeah, because you've said to me before that you, you guys are yeah, artists first and public and second. Um, or you, you've expressed an aversion for the idea of opening the doors and having the, the teeming masses come in and, and drink, drink plenty of beer and, uh, and, you know, for there to be no room to move and for there to be, you know, organised chaos. But you guys are not... That's not part of your vision. No. It, it, it is something different to that yeah definitely I think um, for us is there's there's shortcuts in getting the place completely packed out like we can sell cheap beer and then we can also sell our soul at the same time um, just to get you know people through the door we can have, like have happy hours and you know, two for one or whatever yeah. but we choose not to because we don't want that kind of you know people here and we're like we, we, we don't want people to get out of hand we don't want to we, we want to attract uh, a nice crowd like people that want to be here of course they love the films mm -hmm. yeah because if, the, if we're going to be art gallery and eventually have these art and people buy this art or buy into the art or the creativity and you can from independent filmmakers straight through to art on the walls you cut that type of crowd won't necessarily appreciate or buy the art and they will cause some kind of damage because it's just natural, you know, people, it's just, it comes with the environment. It's nothing to do with the drinkers or the thing. It's just, it goes hand in hand. So you kind of, we have to balance it in that way, which is at this point probably not ideal from a business perspective, but long term, what we are aiming for, it will work. So it's just sticking to that. And also it's, the thing that we're becoming the most proud of is, is becoming a safe place. So it's becoming where people come in and we've had multiple customers or clientele, people that you can see they're nervous souls and they're probably not people that go out much or go anywhere really as a matter of fact, but they come here and they feel they can and they're getting into craft beer, which I normally didn't. I had a huge discussion on Saturday night, a guy who, um, free, they're doing a quiz night and it's quite geeky and stuff and it took all his courage you could see he drew the short straw to come and ask me for a prize so he was extremely nervous and personally happy so and so 
I keep on forgetting to print his cards and he every time has to come and ask me, which is nerve-wracking. To print his what? His gift card to pick oh, up for the prize. Did you forget and, again? And I forget, and I forget, and I keep on forgetting. He forgets. Like, Damn it. And so Saturday night, I saw him walk past, and I'm like, Damn it. I forgot to print his thing. Oh, he's passing. Okay, he's just passing, and he passes again. I'm like, He's just making sure that you see me. Yeah. And so finally he had enough courage to come in and ask me again. And he says, no, he actually wasn't going to come and ask me. He just, he wants to come in, but he doesn't really go out. And he had to actually build up the courage to come in. So I had a huge chat and we're talking about films and we're geeking out mm. about things. He says, oh, I... I can actually come here. I'm like, yeah, mm. well, that's mm. the point, actually. But I think most people struggle by themselves to, yeah. to socially interact with strangers. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah you don't have yeah. to be too kind of, um, yeah. you know, it's not, uh, it's not, that not uncommon. No, that's no, not that yeah. uncommon, exactly. Yeah. And this is just, I just looked at this, um, at this person and I'm thinking, you know, it took so much courage to come and ask me in the first place and come in here and stuff, but you are now excited to come again. So you won't yeah. so, you know, face yeah. in front of my door by finding yeah. the courage to walk through the door. You'll just walk mm. through those doors because you can. So that is kind of, to me, nice that people want to come in here and be a, feel comfortable, that it's yep. not a, that type of space yep. that you would feel uncomfortable in. You're talking about not having that document ready uh, uh, reminds me of uh, similar things that have it happen at our video where people uh, um, come in to adopt movies and we've run out of certificates <laughs> you know? nice. and uh, yeah uh, and some of them sometimes they're for gifts and the birthday is tomorrow or whatever and there's a lot of yeah uh, so I've uh, I just got a clean batch made today actually All right. and I got the, uh, the people that printed them uh, to, to cut them this time because I've been cutting them by hand okay, and right. that's why I, I never have very many on hand yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but I also bring up the subject because part of the, the requirement of uh, actually going on the RO video podcast is, uh, is uh, to, to adopt a movie in the RO video library mm. yes we, I did forewarn you about that fortunately yes. Yes. So uh, I just thought that, that and um, I haven't actually told me what you've decided on, so I was interested at this point. Um, Nina, what was, your, what was your choice? So it took me a while because I had to just, first the challenge was now I have, should I do sci-fi or should I do my other passion, which is dance movies? Okay, so okay. I had two options to pick from, two passions, right? It's hard. Uh, you don't understand how hard this is. And then I had to go and figure out which ones were not. So I went onto your website and I searched. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite films, and I'm just, it's a lot of people's favorite films, but this is, I'm like the biggest fan, so mm -hmm. I win, is Alien. And it's mm -hmm. not been adopted. How's that? That's not good. Really? So I was searching so on your website. You may well be right. Yeah. yeah. So, and I actually brought my laptop to fact check in case somebody challenged and I'm um, also mm. technology challenged and I don't know you guys, but yeah. that is not adopted. Okay. I'm like, who does not adopt the most excellent villain ever created, the right. xenomorph? Sure. Mm. So, sure, sure, sure. Okay, that was uh however, that was pretty shrewd of you to yeah. discover that. Yeah. And that's so I'm super excited because yeah. then I can have alien, but I decided then alien two as well. Oh, aliens. Yes. Okay. aliens. What's, yeah. got, what's yeah. this got to do with your other passion? Dance. Oh, my other passion. I was, I was, I was waiting for the sci-fi dance movie yeah. for you to announce that I, I didn't know dance. existed. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> they haven't uh, brought out the musical Alien yet, yeah. but 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be Footloose. Okay. Which is also right. Not sure. Also yeah. sci-fi movie. Yeah. That's also sci-fi movie. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Footloose, good choice. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're all good choices. Yeah. I mean, they're top shelf, aren't they? Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. And so, and yeah, and. Well, weirdly enough, the other you know major iconic sci-fi film, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. um, is uh, you know has has been was was nabbed very early on and has been asked about five or six times by people. Yeah. Inquiring, but yeah, amazingly enough, yeah, I think you're right. Alien is not adopted, so yeah, yeah. awesome. So, yes. And and Mine. and aliens. And aliens. Yeah. 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 So I thought before. They're the... a pretty formidable pair, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they could be the greatest movie and sequel of all time. Oh, very easily. They could be. They are very close to yeah. the Terminator. Yeah. Terminator 1 and 2 yeah. is probably one of the yeah. best sequels. <laughs> so, we're, that's, that's, that's three out of four for James Cameron. Yep, you did a great job. St. James. <laughs> right. I am quite a James yeah. Cameron yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, yet to meet him, but, you know. Yeah, you, you never know. know. Uh, podcast number three. True. Yeah, that'd be cool. True. Now that I've adopted Alien. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they're, they're mounting up. Anton, did did she leave any room for you to um, make a choice? Yeah. So yeah. I chose The Runaway, which is a Tom Select uh, movie. I'm probably Tom Select. Yes. Magnum for, Magnum, for those of yeah, Magnum PI. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the uh, bad guy is uh, Gene Simmons from The Kiss. Right. And it's a classic. For so me. this exemplifies your love of uh, flaky 80s oh, sci-fi films. Be great films, I think, is, is up there because people had limited budget, very creative. And The Runaway, I would say, is probably borderline between a B grade and you know, up there. Yeah, it's B grade. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? I've not mm-hmm. seen the film. But um, you did introduce me to it yeah. by displaying a poster, right. and I was lucky enough. We didn't actually have the film until we we actually picked up one from um, the recently uh, closed amalgamated store. So that was right. I recognised it from mm. your recommendation. Well, I mean the the thing about you know those old films is the posters, right? So it's the love for posters, the art. And I can remember when I I saw that film when I was thirteen years old, and back then. The only time you would see a trailer was if you rented another movie. There was no internet, so you, and there was no spoilers. And we were in a video store and I saw the Terminator poster. I had no idea what this film was about, and I took that one. And then I took The Runaway because I liked the poster. And both these films were just epic for me. So obviously I have a connection. You rented them together on VHS. I, yeah, on VHS. Yeah, yeah. It might have even been Betamax. No, I think mm. it was VHS. Mm. And so I watched this film, we were shocked because this is the best thing ever, it's a robots. And uh, The Runaway um, plays off in a possible future where um, uh, computers are, they basically look like R2-D2s running around, but they just square boxes, they have very minimal function. On wheels. Yeah, mm. and they can send you electric shocks and there's, there's this whole different kind of environment where people are using robots more often, but they are really limited in what they can do. They're not even equivalent to a smartphone. Oh, they just... They, oh. So, but... Um, and then Barely the, balance a can of coke. The Los, Angeles, <laughs> the Los Angeles Police Department would have a, a department that they opened up called The Runaways. 
and these guys specialize in whenever one of these robots turn bad, they send them out to go and fix these things. And mm. most of the times, it's just flicking a switch mm. to turn mm. these things off. <clears throat> With a lot of padding and a lot of music. Oh, but there is some, some, some really good scenes in it. Mm. Like, for example, there is robot spiders with acid blood mm. that injects you, which are programmed to kill you. And there is a heat sinking bullets with your name on it. Right. So a person can fire the gun and the bullet chases you around and bullet gets nice. you. It's nice. brilliant. Yeah. Because it's got your name on it. Well, basically it's got your heat, your signature, your heat okay. signature on it. Cool. So it knows it will only go for you, yeah. which is pretty cool. So those things for me was amazing as a kid. That's, that's so cool. how did that, that experience, if you're renting the Terminator, you know, Bonafide Classic and yeah. uh, Big yeah. Budget Classic and, and Runaway, yeah. did, did, were you not, you know, the comparison would have oh, been they glaring, were, they were you just took it. No, they were exactly the same for me, at right. the same standards. Let, let's not forget that when they made Terminator, the film was originally going to be um, introduced to the world as a B-grade film. James Cameron went out of his way to um, say otherwise. Yeah. He said, no, it's yeah, not. You're, you're right. right. It's not. Yeah. Mm. And so if you look at those two films, it's very similar, you know, except now for Arnie's makeup and you know, all the, which is, which is quite amazing. But it's, it's, it's very similar in certain aspects. Sure. Because they yeah. use props, there's like mm. robot spiders, and um, there's all kinds of cool tech. Um, yeah. which is now retro tech yeah. in the runaway. So I, watching those two films side by side was yeah. amazing, amazing. Sure. Cool. But it's cool because if you watch that and we watched last night um, a little bit of behind the scenes for Terminator, mm. it's like the one scene in his miniatures where the city kind of disintegrate, that post-apocalyptic there. When actual. Is that yeah. Terminator 2? Yeah. Right? yeah. Terminator yeah. 2, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And the so nuclear thing. Yes. The yeah. Cyberdyne. And it took them out. how many hours to uh, reset? To, to do a reset, I don't know, it was like 30 hours or something. Yeah. Something Just ridiculous. so that you could, so it's one take, and if it doesn't work, it takes 30 hours to rebuild all those things yeah. to retake. So you blow it up again. Yeah. So. The same with those stuff. It takes so long to reset. It's not just mm -hmm. it's. <clears throat> yeah, the physical effects, the magic of physical effects, yeah. and the effort how, that goes yeah. into it, which makes it really distinctive. Yeah. yeah. So how determined do you have to be to that goal? Mm. You know, you can't just go, oh, it's okay, we'll fix that, or that is quick. Not that I say the CGI. That is still a lot of hard work. I mean, I can't do it for sure, but yeah. um, it just it just goes to so much physical labor behind it. That is that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, that's why movies like Alien age so well is because it's actually built those sets. Mm. So, do you take an interest when you watch a sci-fi movie and watching extras and things because you are involved in building props like you've done in this this place? I've yeah, been inspired definitely. Yeah, I think Alien inspired me to do a few things um, that I was looking at and going, "Oh, I haven't thought about that. That's pretty cool. Maybe I should do that." Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely. I got some inspiration from watching some of those old sci-fi films. And you look at it and you go, damn it, I have to go to the bar, I have to go build something, what the hell am I sitting here on my ass for watching movies, I have to go work. <laughs> so I get that. Yeah. And then halfway on I go, oh, that's just a bad idea. I, I have no idea how to build this crap, I've got, I've got no idea, I have to Google it, or I don't know how it works. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the one bad thing about movies is watching them can sometimes make you feel guilty that you're not doing something else oh, uh, more yeah. constructive, that's very yeah. true. Yeah, true. 
Um, but we don't have a lot of time watching <laughs> movies nowadays, to tell you the truth. We, we would, um, example, we, we would close shop at 11 or 12 o'clock on the weekday, and then we would go home, and our unwinding process would be watching a film, like watching at least half a movie, and then drink tea and go, okay, that's what I'm out. Yeah, it took us four days to watch one film. Yes, Back we in just the day, we had like 20 films in one day. Yeah. yeah, so normally we would... <coughs> yeah, you've had your binge years. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I have too, you know, and then you've got to... <laughs> yeah, and yeah. now you have to pause. Like, yeah. how you pause for a movie? Like, what the hell is that all about? Yeah. Like, I can remember, like, I could watch five, six movies, eh? mm. in one set. Now it's like, if you can do one, mm. impressive. But there's possibly a lot less to discover than there was when you were doing that. It's probably true. Yeah, yeah well, we yeah. are a bit behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah people yeah. do talk to us about new TV series, sci-fi ones, mm -hmm. obviously because we're sci-fi bar, mm -hmm. people would invoke that conversation and we'd be like, oh, shit, I need to go and watch this big yeah. thing, I'm a little bit behind you. But how yeah. cool is that your job requires research to go sci-fi, watch sci-fi films? Definitely. Yeah, you need cool. to watch films. Cool. Yeah. So, um, our affiliation, you know, or, you know, our association has, um, uh, you know, when I yeah, first met you, I, I you know, told you, you know, about our video and um, how there must be something that we could do together, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that would uh, help the both of us. Um, and, um, and, you know, after that time you came to me and asked if we'd like to put some sci-fi films for rental into your, uh, into the bar. Mm -hmm. Uh, so and and there's also ideas that have kind of gone beyond beyond that. So we're 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 kind of doing a version 2.0. Yes. That that is the idea yes. that we're going to relaunch yes. um, the uh, the DVD library at Photon Flux. Yes. Um, so um, tell us a little bit about about the new idea that, that um, we have, which is not just renting films as you would mm -hmm. take home a DVD and then return it in seven days, mm -hmm. but um, you've got some other ideas. Yes, I think I, it's the, the times, the changing times is always a challenge, you know, how do people interact with things, how could, and that is our biggest challenge with any type of art and all those type of things that we feel passionate about, but um, it's, I think it's with the generation, what we are now, even us and Aldo, is spur of the moment. If the moment is there to do something, you will probably do it more likely than if you have to come back or do something else or think about it. Um, and therefore, with the sparking of the conversations and stuff, is trying to build a more visual library of all the DVDs, so actually displaying it a little bit better on mm -hmm. all the DVDs so people can browse through it. Mm. Um, it's the same thing why people look through a space and kind of thing and look through it and then capture them in the moment of like, oh my goodness, let's talk about this film. Mm. It's like, well, here's your portable DVD mm. little player. Why don't you watch yeah. it right here? In-house. Um, in and talk about it and kind of have those niche things that you wouldn't and having those conversations, um, which we're still in a fortunate position that we're not like nightclub busy, that we actually can still have a conversation with people about a film and mm -hmm. have that kind of encouragement of saying, watch it, this is really worth it, it's 
gonna it's nothing. It's gonna take you the time you drink a beer or whatever and socialize, but do it together, something to talk about and it's enriching your life kind of thing. Um, so I think that is kind of the dream you wanna sell, but you kind of also wanna sell this is just so quirky and so out of the norm. Yep. That you're gonna go home and tell people that this is just something you mm. nobody else because do. you've talked about it being a place for, to have experiences. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and watching a DVD on a DVD portable player yeah. is uh, not something you would ordinarily do in, in a bar. No. Um, but it also um, links into the other um, facilities you have here, like pinball, and um, and you've got retro uh, video games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo, yeah. 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 So uh, as well as normal board games as well. Yeah, we we, and, we um, definitely have a few board games uh, mm, as well. Mm. Uh, I, I think the the whole thing was also sparked with people would stand because uh, the the back of the front bar is full of movie posters, like like miniature mini like if, um, just A4 size, and people would go, oh, I haven't seen that form. I haven't seen that form. We can go, well, now that you mention that, yeah, we actually have this available, you know. Yeah. Um, our video, yeah. you can rent this form right here if you like. We do have that one, or you can even watch it here if yeah. you want. It's kind um, of finding the balance between a bar where people just talk mm. versus doing something, and that is all about the ambiance and creating all those type of things and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think if, if, if you want to do something quirky and fun, um, mm. then this is then come and do it, you mm. know, and talk about the films mm. and... Yeah. yeah. I think that, um, yeah, there, there is, yeah, you see the posters on the wall, the mini posters, and you, yeah, you do admire the artwork and it mm. does spark interest. Oh, I've, I've seen that one, seen that one, I haven't seen that one. That would be really interesting mm. to see. Mm. I'd forgotten about that one. Uh, then it becomes, oh, that one's available here if you wanted it. Mm. And then there's, you know, just the tactile you know, interaction even with the cover and so forth is becoming um, a, uh, you know, more and more scarce, the tactility yeah. of interacting with media. So, um, in fact, we called, you know, we've, we've called this podcast Back to the Disc Player, which yes. I stole from you guys, um, which <laughs> you actually right. gladly offered to me. Um, <laughs> but the idea of, um, of, of, of the, uh, the DVD or a, or a disc, you know, being a retro object uh, was was a really um, fresh way of looking at it, yes. and so um, so that's um, so yeah. To, to extend it even further, yeah. that you can watch it on a little retro screen, you know, in in house is um, was was a, a really cool idea. When you get the feel, and you understand, and you understand the fun behind it, then freaking out, mm. and nothing will stay away. Yeah, exactly. And that's all we've got yeah, now with that. Retro yeah. Amazing. yeah, so with the DVDs and the video things, yeah, mm. it's so much fun. Mm. And they all kind of inform one another. I, I, I like that aspect as well. Yeah. You know, it's just the, the, the different uh, different spaces you have in here and the different things that are going on. And it, uh, one thing kind of um, uh, just enhances another. You know, yeah. The context just makes mm. it that much more appealing. Mm. So. It's an escape. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that's where we're definitely heading with this place, is that people should step into another world. Mm. They should time travel when they come here. Mm. And you order noodles, uh, Blade Runner style as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. kind of has that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's all about the uh, uh, possible and a post-apocalyptic. 
Um, so you, you go to a place where people still play old-fashioned games and they have, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about for us. Because the retro, it is, it's a, it's a fond memory that, that gets evoked when you're surrounded by these things. Um, that's, well, that's what I feel. And that's what we want people to feel is when they come in and they go, oh, that's my favorite song playing from the 80s and I've got all this, you know, oh, I've, I've completely forgot about that film. Uh, it's, it's that kind of thing that we yeah. want, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is very important. Yeah. And it's uh, actually revitalized my interest in sci-fi, you know, which is, uh, you know, I've, I've always had an interest, but, um, you know, it might have um, lapsed a little or been taken over by other mm -hmm. things that, uh, that come up. And uh, it's been really nice just kind of delving back into it, just mm. through, you know, c curating a collection for you. And, um, and um, so it's been... It's been really cool. I'm enjoying this journey oh, with you too. guys. <laughs> and we are super um, happy to have you as part yeah. of this journey. Cool. We've got an expert, ma expert, 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 expert on the team now, which is you. Yeah. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Damn, um, too much pressure. But, uh, but one thing I maybe wanted to get out of you was uh, just maybe uh, to uh, say something uh, in, uh, in Afrikaan, that might be, uh, you know, a parting shot or... Mm. Because that was another thing that, um, that uh, took me by surprise. So I'm going to switch over to Afrikaans. So what do you say about in Afrikaans? I have no idea. So what do you say about what is... We're going to talk about District 9. District 9. Yeah. District 9. Of, yeah. of I understood that bit. Yes. Good. So I basically what I said is what people would probably want us to say sure. and talk about it. Sure, sure, nine. sure. Which was surprised me that that wasn't one of your adopter movie choices. Um, that would be but, too obvious. Uh, too obvious, okay. Um, and it's, yeah. and I have, it's okay. It's not, yeah. For the record, Anton does not like to be too obvious. Well, yeah. I think we've established that. It's too late for that. Yeah. Yes. And I would have to say that if I adopted District 9, it would have been purely because... It made sense. It wouldn't have been because it's my favourite film. Mm. Not that it's not a good no, film. No, it's yeah. a pretty decent sci-fi, yeah. high-budget film. Yeah. Isn't it? Very proud. Yeah. If if South Africans has to stand behind a film, that's definitely one that I would. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Mm. Yeah. There's no African really... language in it, though. Is yeah, there is. No, 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 yeah. He, he, he swears a lot in Afrikaans. Okay. Uh, when we watch the film, most of the languages when you learn a new language, it's the first thing you learn. It's right? the, the swear words. It's the swearing. And when we watch the film in the in the cinema, they didn't subtitle the swearing words. It was Afrikaans, so we'd be just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, typical. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a good. It's a it's a really good film. Hmm. Bloody bronze. Yeah. So you guys were bilingual from a very early age. Is that kind of how it? It's you just learn two languages at once when you're learning language. Yeah, your your second language in Afrikaans in South Africa is English. So you get exposure to that at a really early age. I think from age nine, that is one of your subjects. You learn English. And then of course you watch all the films in English. Because South Africa didn't go all the way by dubbing movies into Afrikaans as well. They did dub some TV shows. Like I watched a Six Million Dollar Man in Afrikaans as a kid. 
And then the first time when I saw it in English, like, this is not his voice. Yeah. What the hell is this? What fakeness am I watching? Yeah, what is this? Yes. Oscar Goldman's voice is so iconic, though. Yeah. An American. Yeah. Yeah. That was Afrikaans' yeah. voice, man. That's what yeah. we heard. Yeah. Uh, some radio guy. Yeah. And um, we had something very similar to um, what's the miniatures um, they do here? What's the. Oh, I know. Uh, Thunderbirds. Thank you. I don't <coughs> so know we why had I our own version in South Africa, which was Afrikaans. Oh. And it was very similar to Thunderbirds. Mm. That's the stuff that we grew up with. Mm. Yeah. But otherwise, you had to figure out the English language. Mm. Like when I watched mm. Aliens the first time, I was 12, and there was no subtitles. And <laughs> watch it at the drive-in, and I was like, I have no idea what this android thing means. <laughs> mm. Bishop. And you just went down with the <clears throat> jargon. Yeah. Mm. And then when they, when, <clears throat> when he gets ripped in half by the queen, the queen alien, mm. I was shocked because what's all this white stuff? Mm-hmm. It's his blood. But I thought it was something else. I yeah. thought that he was injected by poison and then exploded. It was like, it's really confusing. And it scared the living crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. But that's it. That's how we got our yeah. English from watching movies and then high school, of course, it's part of your yeah. education yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming and talking to me. And uh, uh, <laughs> I, um, you know, we'll talk again. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, really interesting story. Thank you for the beer. Yeah. This is what we do. This is, yeah, exactly, right? Um, No, thank you for having us. Talking over beer about (laughs) 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 sci-fi. This is our days. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to hear ourselves blabber on um, the podcast. You're good blabberers in both languages. Thank Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this podcast by actually reaching the end of it. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. You can also support us directly by adopting a movie for yourself or someone you know, or you can check us out on Patreon where we have a number of options for support available on that platform. Also, if you think that you or someone you know would make an interesting guest for the podcast, then we'd love you to get in touch and we invite you to register your feedback, of course, through all the regular channels. Until next time, thank you.